Also, we had the incredible privilege today to learn Meseches Yevama's Daf Yud, and just a, a short review of just some of the salient points. Remember, again, the Gemara went on to discuss whether or not Rebbe holds of the principles of Rabbi Chia as espoused on Tes Amud Beis. So the Gemara goes back and forth with that a little bit. The Gemara then goes back and focuses on the exchange between Rebbe and Levi, where Levi wanted to suggest that there was a 16th case in the Mishnah, but ultimately Rebbe says to him, It appeared that this person doesn't have a brain in his head. So first of all, we discussed the beautiful idea about Aaron Cutler, who explained that sometimes it is the role of a Rebbe to sharpen his Talmidim and specifically to get his Talmidim to think before they speak. Hence the sharp rhetoric of Rebbe. Nevertheless, the Gemara explains that Levi himself went on to go ahead and keep his own listing and Rebbe felt that there was an opportunity to add a 16th case and that was the case of Anusas Avev. So spend a moment on that case. Remember, this was the situation where Yaakov violated Leah. They had a son, Ruvain. Ruvain had another paternal brother, Shimon. Yaakov dies. And Leah, the woman who he violated, ends up marrying, ends up marrying Shimon. So therefore, again, Ruvain's mother is now married to his paternal brother. So now Shimon passes away, in which case Ruvain, in which case Ruvain's sister-in-law, who also happens to be his mother, has now fallen before him for Yibum. So we've already explained that, of course, in any Arab situation, Yibum can't occur. Yibum can't occur. The interesting discussion that the Gemara then got into was the following scenario, which is, was it permitted for Shimon, Yaakov's son, to marry Leah, the woman who Yaakov violated? And we've seen, this is a fundamental machlokis, Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon, on how the darshan, the Pazik, that is the prohibition of Eshes Aviv, the father's wife, only in a matrimonial situation, if the father married someone, or halacha lamaisa, any woman with whom the father had relations by definition is prohibited to his son. So this is a machlokis and it appears that it's this machlokis that kind of drove Levi to really want to include a, a 16th case. Okay, the Gemara goes on and explains that. We then went into, this was the part of the Gemara that we ended with and the part that's going to be the, a good part of tomorrow's daf as well, which is a fundamental situation. What happens if someone did chalitza? So we could keep our typical case, Ruvain. Shimon and Levi. Shimon passes away. Shimon passes away and his widow falls to his brothers. In this case, again, what has happened? Ruvain does chalitza. But then he decides he has chalitza remorse and he decides that he wants to marry his sister-in-law. So he did chalitza and now he goes ahead and he marries her. So what, what's the halacha here? What's the halacha? So ultimately, again, remember, so we had a machlokis, Reish Lakish and Rav Yochanan. Reish Lakish said that halacha lemaisa, who ain't chayiv ala chalutza kares, so Rish Lakish says as follows, when it comes to the actual, so let's assume for a moment just to, to, to kind of round out the case, Shimon, the deceased brother, had two wives, Rachel and Leah. So remember, Shimon dies, Ruling does chalitza with Rachel, and now he decides to go ahead and marry, remarry Rachel. So what's that? So Rish Lakish says that if Ruvin remarries Rachel, for Rachel, who's the sister-in-law he did chalitza with, there's only a love, there's only a love, and only a love. However, if you were to go ahead and marry the chalutza, I'm sorry, if you were to marry the co-wife, the Leah in this case, then ultimately again it would be Chiyav Karis. Chiyav Karis. That's Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan explained 
Once one brother does chalitza, so then again, if any of the brothers were to marry any of the wives, either the wife who did chalitza or the co-wife, it would only be a love. So once again, a fundamental machlokis. A man goes ahead, brother dies, leaves behind two wives, surviving brother does chalitza with one of the wives, and then after chalitza wants to remarry her. What's the halacha? Suresh Lakish says, if you remarry the wife who you did chalitza with, it's a love. But if you remarry her co-wife, it's a karis. Furthermore, only the brother who did chalitza is only subject to a love with the sister-in-law with whom he did chalitza. But any other brother who would attempt to marry would be a of karis. Rabbi Yochanan, on the other hand, once one of the brothers does chalitza, the entire family has been downgraded to a love situation. So should any of the brothers go ahead and marry either the chalutza wife or the co-wife, it would only be a love. We'll see in tomorrow's staff that the fundamental machlokis, Rabbi Yochanan Shlakish, is really focused on how do we look at the actions of the individual brother? Do we look that when one brother acts, he's acting on behalf of all of the brothers? And therefore, halacha l'maysa, again, whatever his status is, that is the status of all the brothers. Similarly, again, the wife who has chalitza, she's acting on behalf, so to speak, of all of the wives. So therefore, whatever her status is, is her co-wife status. That would seem to be the position of Rabbi Yochanan. Versus Reish Lakish, who says, no, we look at the brother who did chalitza kind of on his own, and the other brothers are in a different category. The wife who did chalitza on her own, and the co-wife in a separate category. Okay, shkayach, Abra, afreilich, and porim, and looking forward to continuing tomorrow.